name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. To shed a little light on my inner workings, I just brushed my teeth specifically so that my coffee would taste okay. Here's what I've eaten today, okay? Um, at about a noon. It was about, it was about 12.30. I didn't have anything but water, and then I had coffee at around 11. I, that's not that's neither here nor there, but <clears throat> I had five bananas and an entire pineapple. I ate, I ate the pineapple, blended the five bananas with water, and had a little banana shake, so five bananas and a pineapple. The pineapple has remained. The taste of the pineapple has remained. It's about 3, 3.30 right now. And I knew, I knew what was going to happen if I made a coffee and drank it with the, with the leftover, the uh, remnants, if you will, of the pineapple taste in my mouth is going to ruin the coffee. I'm not going to have it. So it forced me to brush my teeth yet again in order to preserve the the wonderful roastiness of the roasty roasty Nicaraguan that I referenced uh, in another podcast this week. <clears throat> Six days now. This is the seventh. This is the seventh. No, sixth, seventh. I don't seventh. This is the seventh daily episode. I'm losing track, you guys. Mm. I'm losing track. <clears throat> Here's what else I did. I juiced. I'm not a huge fan of juicing. You guys probably know that about me because I don't like getting rid of the fiber, which is so so essential. But the Stanford Inn had to shut down with basically no notice. It was like, we're shutting down. And then we had a refrigerator full of stuff. And so kitchen staff and I and Jeff and Joan, we've kind of been going in there and grabbing whatever we can, any can, anybody can. We're just trying to limit the amount of people that are at the inn because it's closed. But our grabbing stuff and um, part of those things that were not being touched were just stocks and stocks of celery. I'm not going to eat you know, seven, seven bunches of celery that's going to be not okay in two days. I'm not going to, I can't sit there and chew. It's exhausting. I'd get runner's high from chewing that much celery. I'm not going to make my kids do it. Punishment, even though it's good, I'm just saying to get through that much celery is crazy. So I just juiced it, borrowed a juicer from my in-laws and just been juicing all that down and it worked out okay. Um, so I did that okay today with my, with my children because they had fun with it. Did some apples, some celery, some cucumber, and made some good juice, I think, I hope. I don't know. We'll see. I'll taste it tonight. It's going to be it's in jars in the refrigerator right now. Mm. Speaking of food, so my kids <clears throat> are doing like uh, online courses with their teachers. They're doing Zoom group, you know, smaller group, whatever. And so today I was, I was working on my book in the living room and I heard my son on one of these group Zoom things with his little group. And the teacher asked him a question. Okay, here's, it was a writing assignment, it was a writing group. Here's, what would you do if you were locked inside your favorite department store? And without missing a beat, some kid, not my son, some kid just in earnest goes, does it have a food court? Like with that much, in, in, that much seriousness, does it, does it have a food? He wanted to know the, the, the ram, you know, the sort of the, how this question was really formed was, is there a food court? He needed more information. What are the parameters of this study is essentially what he was asking. Uh, and that was essential because that would form his answer. Food court. If there are no corn dogs and orange Julius in this experiment, I'm not answering. Okay. I'm not going to give you my information about that. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what I would do. Um, had a conversation today with a guy in Greece. You guys know I'm a Grecophile, right? <clears throat> I've already said that. And uh, 
he does work for the Stanford in some social media stuff and and um, so he set up a call with me because he's just formulating he's learning about the things that I do and trying to you know fold them into the thing because that's where I you know it's my it's my place the inn it's my place so he's in Greece and it was like at 10 a.m. I said I'll bring the Uzo he didn't respond to that at all he just was like yeah that's not gonna have that that's not a, that's a racist joke I think is probably what he was thinking and a little bit it was a little bit it was. I assumed because he was Greek, he'd be drinking ouzo at all times. One time I was on an island in Greece, in, in an island called Sifnos, for my honeymoon, actually, 1995. And I went into the post office, Lisa and I did, to mail something. And the guy working at the post office was sitting behind the desk drinking a beer at like 1 p.m. Just drinking a beer. First, And the time really is incidental. It was the fact that he was a postal worker. That's more relevant, wouldn't you say? Just drinking a beer. I'm going to have a beer while at the post office today. Anyway, so he was asking me about uh, the stuff. He listens to the podcast. He was asking me about the things in the podcast and and especially the food episode that I did. Yes, I think it was yesterday. It's all a blur. And and he said, okay, so well, maybe we could do a thing where you talk about the substitutes or replacements for things like rice and how you, and then we can offer those, those recipes. And that's fine. I'm all for that. I just said, <clears throat> I'm not your recipes guy. Like I'm not the recipes guy. I, I actually referred him to Jeff, who, who is a good cook and formulates a lot of the recipes for the restaurant and definitely guides the menu. I said, talk to him about that. My, 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 my thing is why we get along well, Jeff and I, and, and team up well with regard to the inn, because my thing is like, if you've been eating these foods, and he'd agree with me on this, if you've been eating these foods, the, the, the plants that I talk about in their more natural state, there's, you've upped your chances that things are going to turn out okay. And that has literally nothing to do with how you placed them in a recipe. It doesn't matter. And I said this already, but hammer home again, because this is, and I told him, like, this is what's happening now. Like, th- this is, we're having to have a discussion potentially, at least to maybe get rid- ready in the back of our minds of not being able to get all the things that we're used to getting and just being able to feed ourselves in the way that we were designed to feed ourselves, which had nothing to do with recipes and nothing to do with taste. Not like, you know what I mean? If it tasted bad, it was like, oh, that may not be good for you poisonous wise. Now, if it doesn't taste good, we're just pissed about it and it could be completely awesome for us. So this, how things are going to turn out for you health wise with regard to the coronavirus or just in general has nothing to do with how you place certain foods in the recipe or in a recipe. Uh, It has to do with, you know, the foods themselves except if making them taste good makes you happy and lowered your stress, thereby improving your immune system. <sighs> like that's another way that you can help yourself is if the food tastes good and you're, and you're enjoying it also, then yes, okay, fine. You win that round. You've won that round. I'm, I'm a gentleman enough to put that on your plane. Hey, you won that round. You said, Sid, but yeah, but what if it tastes good and that makes me happy and therefore overall less stressed and that, and that boosted my immune system? Checkmate. Mm. True Colors. Um, now, listen, I'm a big fan of Cindy Lauper. Uh, this is partially because she did that song. I see your twill colors shining through. I see your twill colors, and that's how I love you. Or maybe why I love you. I can't remember. She also wrote Time After Time. Is It's actually one of my top 10 songs. I'm not even kidding. It's like it is actually one of my top 10 songs. So True Colors, you know, homage, if you will. But that's not really what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the 
what's happening in the world. Um, it is, I will say this. This is sort of a side note. It is hard for me not to talk about this stupid coronavirus, the idea of this daily podcast. And you, I will run the course of the coronavirus, so to speak, and talk about other stuff. It's just, it's just hard for me not to talk about it because that's what I do. My approach stress, like there's an actual health threat. So, you know, health. And also... There's an actual lifestyle threat because we're shut-ins. I got to tell you about the Greek thing in a second, but there's a lifestyle threat. So, you know, stress, the two things. Those are my two things, man. Stress, health, health, stress, happiness, three things, but they're all entwined. The Greeks, good Lord. This guy goes, yeah, you guys are on, <clears throat> you guys are on kind of lockdown. Listen to what we got to do. He's on so much lockdown in Greece. It's crazy. Here's what I have to do. Mm. If they want to go out, <clears throat> excuse me, if they want to go out, they have to text a message to this number that they gave all citizens. And if you don't have a phone, you have to fill out a form that says, I want to go out. And they go, okay, why? And we go, well, because I want to walk my dog or I have to get food or get medicine or whatever. And then they go, okay, here's your permission to do this. And then you have that with you when you go out. Cause I said, what happens if you just walk out the door? He goes, if you get caught, he goes, there's cops everywhere. They're walking around. And if they stop you and you do not have proof that you had this exchange with this number, you're in deep shit in like Greek style, deep shit, which I don't even know what that means. I think it would involve Suvlaki probably and Moussaka. And I'm not talking about getting to eat those things. <clears throat> I don't want to get too graphic here, but that's what I think what's what happens in Greece. And what happens in Greece stays in Greece, by the way. I got an email from a listener and um, actually from one of my recent YouTube videos, which which is a Vimeo video switched over, but I don't know if she knew that. But it was like actually recorded before uh, this whole coronavirus thing. And so I, I've just been posting daily. And now I'm, after today, then I'll be doing new YouTube videos. But she said that like a couple of her friends are like freaking out about this thing, like about being at home. And, and it's like, this is the true color. That, so the point is, is that, you know, she was like, look, I spend time reflecting and thinking. And so this is hard, but it's not that hard. It's not a thing that I'm like, it's not, you know, fish out of water time. And I've mentioned this many, many episodes ago, but there's a lot of fakers in terms of the stress of our lives and i i've talked about it before like one of my pet peeves is people go we all have issues it's like yeah we all have issues but some of us walk in with them and expect everybody to to deal with them and everybody to to adapt their lives to our issues and other people have issues and they spend a more stress than other people to keep those things at bay because they're just kind of bubbling under the surface they're not like all the way out but they're bubbling under. and then there's people who have issues but they don't they're not even close to the surface they're sort of they're down there and we deal with them and we talk about them when we need to talk about them and we deal but they're not affecting people's lives they're not causing distress to other people because we're so like nutty nut nut about it and we have to make sure that everybody else has to bend you know to the sway of our wind that was like 74 percent poetic mm. bending to the sway of our wind by sid garza hillman I was thinking we should do like a contest. I was thinking about this. It's probably a non-starter, which most of my ideas are non-starters, just FYI. What you're hearing, cream of the crop. Think about how bad that, think about how bad my other ideas are, that this is the cream of the crop. This is the stuff that I go, okay, no, 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 no. Yes, Cindy Lauper, True Colors. That's, I've settled on that today. Just think, just, just think about that. 
but I was thinking about doing a contest of like worst poem contest where you get a free t-shirt. I, because I'm thinking like, what if we just started writing and if we don't care, because I talk about this all the time, like I don't want to, I don't want people get, they don't write or they don't create because they're so worried about it has to be perfect right out of the shoot. So I was thinking, what if we just did on purpose, bad stuff, like just on purpose, bad stuff. Cause at least it would get the pen on the paper. And then I was thinking maybe poetry or maybe like a short story. I'm formulating. If you guys think it's a good idea, email me podcast at sidgarthahillman.com and say, yeah, I'd do that for fun. Cause it would write it to be creative. Wouldn't it? If we tried to make it so bad just for now. And then later post virus, we, then we got used to writing and then we can write stuff that we, that we actually try to make good. It's just an idea I had. It could be stupid. I don't know. Again, I, again, most of my ideas are not great. Okay. And so, um, but the point is, is the true colors are showing my God. It's like the, when, when, so under normal circumstances, we can kind of keep those issues at bay. And most of us can't, some of us can't even on normal circumstances and they're crazy. And you'd want to just back away from them. Like you would somebody who's like ultra religious. You kind of go, yeah, all right, good. Yeah, cool. Let's okay. Um, but, but for the people who are either in the camp of like it's under the surface and they expend a lot of stress or the people who don't have issues at all but or have issues but they're kind of farther down. But the people who are just right under the level when there's external stress of this, of this magnitude, the true colors emerge. And that's what you're seeing. You're seeing this. And all I'm saying is this. And I don't, I'm not afraid of judging. Okay. I'm not going to say this. I'm not trying to be judgment. No, I am. I, I want people to take care of their shit. That's, I've never not said that. Okay. In this podcast, if you're still listening to this podcast and you've listened to more than one episode, this is the not surprising to you. Okay. I, I want people to be judgmental. I don't want people to get in other people's faces and say it out loud, but I want us to think in judgment. I want us to make judgments in our lives so that we can learn from the things that we don't want to be in the world and be able to apply that thinking to our own lives to fix ourselves. I don't want judgment like walking around. You're not there because then you're missing the point. You got to you gotta bring it inside. But I think it's good to look into the world and go, that person is not handling this external stress well at all. Or better yet, I'm not handling this external stress at all very well. And so time to enact a plan. But here's the thing. Right now, the analogy I'm going to use is an ultramarathon. It's as if we're all running an ultramarathon or I'm, I'm actually, this is not, I'm not bragging, but I could probably do my race right now. I'm actually in pretty good shape. I've been running a decent amount, more than usual. So I, I could, I could kind of tackle this. It wouldn't be that fast, but I could do it. So imagine you're not a runner and you're running an ultramarathon. Okay. You're running an ultramarathon and you have little or no training. And somebody says, you've got to run this ultra marathon. You've got to run this ultra marathon because otherwise you wouldn't do it. Right. But they're like, you've got to do it. You're going to do whatever it takes to get through that thing. You're going to not think, well, now I'm going to focus on my form and I'm going to make sure that I spend money, uh, time on calories and, and, and micromanage that you're going to get through the race. This is a get through this kind of situation. That's what this coronavirus is to get through this situation. While you're in it, you, you, might think if I make it through this, I'm going to start, you know, eating better and training later. But the day of you're getting through the race. That's what this is right now. We're getting through the race. So I'm not going to sit here and go while you're doing this thing, start a new this and start a new that. And you don't have the time and sometimes, well, maybe you have the time, but you don't have the ability maybe to go run. You don't have to go, can't go to a gym, right? Can we agree on that? Most people, gyms are shut down. This is a get, this is a figure out how to get through this thing. But I think alongside are getting through this thing, we can at least jot down some notes about what we're going to do post. Like, okay, so I'm going to start an eating. Like I have my last, um, 
we're in week eight of the health made simple the no meat athlete thing i i, I do with matt and and tonight's the last week eight live q and a there's a bonus this weekend but this is sort of the last one tonight and people have been in this eight weeks well this is a weird thing because it transitioned into the coronavirus stuff but i'm going what better time i mean if you're forced into um for many of us forced into you know shelter at home what better time to add a little more time to to this to this kind of thinking about things um so that post this time you have a plan like once you're through the ultra marathon, then you go, I don't want that ever to happen again. That ultra marathon that you made me do was miserable because I was not ready for that thing. I don't want that ever to happen again. So now I want to do the stuff that I jotted down while I was running the ultra marathon because I was in the misery of it and thought, okay, in order for me not to have this happen again, I'm going to try to do this, this, and this, and this, and jot those notes down. Don't do them. Don't do them. But j- jot those notes down so that post this, you got a plan. You got a plan. Put the plan in on paper and then, okay, so the fact of the matter is we are being faced with ourselves. It is happening. If you've noticed some erratic behavior on your, on your, uh, from, from you and you go, holy crap, this stress is getting to me. I'm not handling this well. That's good. You don't need to talk about it. You don't need to feel ashamed about it. Good knowledge when you say, use this reality to your benefit. Acknowledge this stuff and use this reality to your benefit. In other words, Get through this and then get going. Shutters open to dark, but you said it'd be light again so here I am 